With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. The best heavy metal and hard rock anywhere. Live from Blog Talk Radio's multi-million dollar broadcasting facilities, the Heavy Metal Mayhem Radio Show. With your host, Mike the Big Cheese. Welcome back. Another Sunday, more great heavy metal music, and I got a good show tonight. Fischl's Beast is my guest. Barry Fischl, Eric Moriello of the band are going to be calling in in about an hour. I'm looking forward to talking to those guys. Barry was the original guitar player for Sentinel Beast, a uh, four-year-old metalhead from Remember. We're going to have a good show with them a little bit. But until then, we'll start off with a little Exodus. And then there were none. <laughs>
some Exodus, and then there were none. Paul Bailiff was definitely the man. Here's another guy who was the man. My buddy Big T was calling in again. Hey. Oh, you put me in the same category. Yeah, I think, what the hell? I think I'd give you a little promotion now. Uh, do you remember the show when uh, Paul couldn't sing at Lamore's and, and they asked everybody if uh, they wanted to, uh, they wanted them to cancel or do it uh, instrumental without vocals? And everybody was like, cool, instrumental without vocals. Well, I don't remember that. I was probably uh, there, but I was probably shit-faced. I just don't, <laughs> don't yeah, remember. But Yeah, Paul couldn't sing. I don't think he had laryngitis or something, man. Um, we just sang. Everybody just sang. The audience, it was great, man. <laughs> Those were the days. That sounds like a good time. Well, we got a good show tonight. We got Barry Fischel and Eric Moriello. We got another Italian paisan calling in later on, so we'll have a good show. Okay. About 7 o'clock. Uh, Texas Hold'em Fire is in the chat room. That's our, our good buddy, Sean Vinyl, double O. He changes his name every week with a different show, so he's out there with us tonight. Okay, cool. And other than that, there's nobody else right now, and it's been dead. That's, I, you know, it just started. <laughs> uh, nah, you know, it is, a lot of people listen, they just don't like to come into the chat room and be bothered, you know, that's <laughs> the whole thing. Oh, there goes the, there goes the yeah, chat. they just listen outside, <laughs> they don't like to come in, you know, but that's right, come in, we don't bite, it's all right. Yeah, you can come into the closet. <laughs> that's right. All right, so like I said, we got a great show tonight, Officials Beast will be uh, calling in a little later, got some great music lined up today. Uh, we were hanging out last night, we were talking about stuff, I got the Hyrex album yesterday, so uh, don't worry about it. I didn't get a chance to go through the whole thing yet, but I'll, I'll oh, check and, it out this uh, week. I don't know if you've heard any from uh, Overkill, but that, from what I heard, is killer. No, I haven't heard nothing yet. Yeah, it's coming out in 2010. They did a uh, uh, Nuclear Blast Records. They signed with Nuclear Blast, and I just happened to catch ah. a clip on the internet, man. It, and okay. The album is as good as that song, The Green and the Black. Oh, that sounds good. It's gonna kill, man. All right, I've been I've been writing to Bobby for a while now, trying to get him to come on. I just haven't made any headway yet. Well, uh, I'm gonna try one more time. I'm not gonna move over to Dee Dee Verney. <laughs> yes, they're in they're in Europe right now. So. Uh, all right, well, hey, you know they they still got a they still got email over there, you know. Yeah. And I've been writing him long before they went to Europe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so I'm gonna keep working on that for the new year, trying to set up some stuff for January, February. So you know, yeah. I know what I'm looking at for January. So we'll, we'll see what happens. You know, the friggin', uh, what do you call days? The demo days, man. That's right. I get them on. It's just a matter of time, you know. It's just a matter of time. you got to keep hounding people sometimes, you know. They're, they're, they're all busy they're with their own lives and other things, too, you know. Sure, because they definitely be promoting this. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, we're already trunk, but, you know, there's not many people that are, you know what I mean? Thank God. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that he has the platform he does where he can, you know, reach more people through the TV show and everywhere else, but yeah. there's a lot of other people out there who reach a lot of people, too, you know, uh, we're not too small time here either anymore. Yeah. Well, you know, it was a funny thing. I heard him make a comment yesterday, um, or Friday, actually. He says, uh, oh, talk about New Udo. He played New Udo from um, the new, the newest album. Yeah, Dominator. And, Dominator, right. And uh, he says, uh, oh, just recently, uh, Stephen, uh, Stephen Kaufman is now playing guitar with Udo. He's been with him since, like, 95, 96. Yeah, they kind of yeah. stood together after accepted yeah. to with him. He was yeah. he turned over to guitar. I mean, we saw them at Lamar's. Yeah. He was right there playing guitar, even playing leads. Now you have another guitarist. I don't know if they switch, you know, they swap leads. But yeah, well, who knows? But I'm working on Udo too, T. I'm working on him also. Oh, that'll be cool. That'd be I'm cool. working on everybody. Sometimes it takes a little longer than others to get them, but uh, eventually we'll get all these guys on. We'll have, a, we'll have a good time with all of them. Sounds good, man. All right, you know, the only people I hate more than the French are the French Canadians. 
But uh, this next band's pretty good. <laughs> I'm just joking around. <laughs> this next band's really good. It's a band called Death Deal. I don't know if you remember them. They only they only had that one song on the Metal Massacre 4 record, so that's what I'm going to get on. Oh, okay, a song called yeah, Cross yeah. My Way. Uh, and then, like, around 84, they, they put out two demos. In 84, they changed it into Death Deal, like, you know, Death Like You Can't Hear. Right. And they had two records out. And they were really good records. They're still together today playing. Uh, but if you go to the website, everything's in, uh, you know, French. So uh, I guess they're from that area of Quebec. But they're a good band. We're going to go back to the Metal Mascara album. Here you go, a little Death Dealer. Cross my way.
you go. A little death deal across my way. That's really going back. Wow, that's pretty good stuff. Yeah, yeah, they were a good band. And the two records they put out as Death Deal were really good also. I mean, it was the same band. Just They just changed the name. Probably something about another band with the same name. It's usually the cause. Yeah, right. But they were pretty good. Pretty good. Like I said, I've been busy reaching out to different bands. I uh, set up some interviews for January, February. So if anybody's listening and knows somebody, have them call me. Save me, the, save me the leg work. Okay, that sounds good. Yeah, yeah. I got a few things lined up, but nothing uh, nothing definite yet. So, you know, we'll wait on that. It's still early. But I like to be ahead of the game here, so I know what I'm looking at. Sure. You know, it's not like the great cat, you know, so uh, we got to... Oh, yeah, well... Yeah, we'll move on from that. All right, let me see. What's happening this week here? I know the Scorpions uh, got the new record coming out in the beginning of the year. Uh, called Sting in the Tail. Oh, good. Yeah, they're doing a whole tour. They're going out. They said they're going out for about a year and a half, two years, nonstop. So they're going to be all over the world. And they're, they're saying that this record is going back to the 80s sound, which is, I, I like to go back to the 70s sound. Yeah. But, you know, the early 80s was pretty good, too. So uh, I'm looking forward to hearing that. But that just seems to be what every band today is saying. Metallica says yeah. we're going back to the old sound. Slayer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rat was on Eddie Trunk last night, uh, you know, on the, on the metal show. Right. They also did an interview not long ago where they said the new record is going to bring people back to uh, Out of the Cellar. And that's like the, the, the mantra of every old metal band today. They're going, yeah. well, going back to the 80s. None of them really yeah. Nobody, have. Or, yeah, maybe, maybe uh, Megadeth is a little bit, you know, going back to the late 80s. Could be. Well, you know what? At the end of the year, we've got a whole show. We're going to review all the new metal for the year, and we'll, yeah. we'll definitely get into all that. We'll play all that stuff. Uh, you know, Saxon and Udo, they constantly come out with decent albums. Definitely. Uh, Wasp did a pretty good pair these last yep. two rounds. Um, I mean, nothing really, you know, it's like, you know, nothing really else, you know. Yeah, nothing that put you in a time machine and brought you back, but, you know, exactly. it, it's there, so we, we got to enjoy it. What else is going on this week? As you know, Ronnie James Dio was hospitalized. He canceled the whole uh, European tour. Yeah. He was on break from the Heaven and Health thing with Tony Iommi's surgery. And uh, they didn't say what happened, but I know you were saying last night that uh, I guess something's not right and they're just going to run tests to make sure. But run tests because they didn't want to, you know, they didn't want to leave the country, you know. So then they just, I guess, maybe it was worse than they uh, originally thought, so they just canceled the whole tour. So yeah. it must be something, you know. Maybe, Maybe you'll uh, have to reach out to our good friend Rudy Sarzo of Ideo. Well, he can finish his uh, 15... The other he can finish the interview now because I'm not rehearsing anymore. Maybe, no, maybe you just give him a little friendly email and... Uh, Definitely. Maybe get some inside information over there. Uh, and then we'll just, you know, we'll just keep it amongst us and the 80,000 that listen to you. That's right. That's right. We'll keep it close. You yeah. tell me, it go from me right to the radio. There you go. All right, what else is going on here? Uh... Uh, Detente, I don't know if you remember them, they were a great band out of Los Angeles in the 80s. Uh, Dawn Crosby was a singer, she died, I think of everyone over there, so wow. Kenny Olivier from Drugs. But uh, Anne Boleyn of uh, Healing has been singing with them for a while, they got back together, and uh, she's been taking over the vocals for them, but uh, they just got a permanent singer. So uh, I guess Anne's going to go back to uh, the Healing right now. I never heard of the person singing, it's Tina Tail. Uh, good looking lady, if you like, see the pictures of her on the website, but uh, I, I don't really know anything about her or I haven't heard her sing with them yet, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh-huh. I really enjoyed that band. I played them a few weeks ago on the show. I'm going to get more stuff on by them. Uh, they kind of went like, uh, they kind of flew under the radar back then, but they were really good. Okay. Yeah, so maybe, let me see, if I got time tonight, maybe I'll get another song on by those guys. I actually have a live song with the Ambo and singing, but maybe I'll get some off the album with Don Crosby. We'll see what happens. But we got a bunch of Brooklyn boys calling in tonight. Uh, Officials Beast, uh, Barry and Eric, they're here in New York now. Barry's out from California originally. Uh, landed up here in Brooklyn. Our old, well, you're still in Brooklyn, uh, my old hometown also. 
So uh, we got those guys on. How about we get on some other Brooklyn boys? Some Primal Scream? All right. All right, Keith Alexander of Carnivore. He's gone now, but he has his last breath.
a primal scream with last breath. That band featured at Keith Alexander, used to be the original guitar player for Carnival. He died in a bike accident about four or five years ago, if I yeah, remember. bicycle accident. Bicycle, yeah, yeah. Everybody says bike, they think it's a motorcycle. Yeah. It was a bicycle. I think he was hit by somebody off the off know, the Bell I, Parkway near Shore Road. Yeah, Shore Road. I don't know if he was hit or uh, he went over, a, a, what do you call it, like a pothole or something, and he cracked his skull. And because nobody, uh, you know, this, it's very uh, deserted down there. You know, people yeah. probably maybe driving by, maybe noticed them, and somebody might have called, or maybe somebody came along, you know, either roller skating or, uh, you know, bicycling, because uh, it was like, I think it was in the morning hours, you know? Yeah, you I don't remember. It was a while ago. God bless them, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, good guitar yeah. player, good musician. Uh, you know, Carnival created a big buzz, you know, back in the early day over yeah. here in Brooklyn, Lamar, so... He went on to this band, and that was kind of it for him. And uh, we reached the end of the line, I guess we would say. Yeah, yeah. All right, so how about we, uh, you know, all these kids today, all they know about Def Leppard is a Sparkle Lounge and Adrenalize. How about we go a little old-school Def Leppard? Uh, yeah. Give him the good stuff over here to Pete Willis days. Uh, all right? Yeah. Here you go. You got me running. Def Leppard. <laughs>
good Def Leppard. That's the good stuff. That's the good stuff, man. I tell you, Pete Willis, you know, all those songs were his. You could tell, you know, when he left the band, well, when they kicked him out of the band, but, you know. He's doing pretty good ahead today. He's in the real estate game now. He has like uh, some real estate management company right now. He's uh, in America and over there in uh, England. Yeah, didn't Al uh, Al Atkins um, say? I don't know on one of his uh, MySpaces. I think he mentions uh, that he came down and jammed. Pete Wills came down and jammed with him. I think it's on a YouTube video. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, doing all right. I mean, you know, probably not as well as what it did in Def Leppard, but you know. Yeah, but uh, you know, I don't think he would. They wouldn't have went uh, this direction, you know what I mean? And they might not have been. Uh, yeah, have they been were. They were changing from the from the get go. You yeah, know, right right after Heinz Wright, they started changing. When Phil Collin came in the band, it changed a lot. Oh, him and Mutt Lang, they both, you know. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Mutt Lang molded that band to what he wanted, and well, and you know what? He made the millionaires. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess they can't say, complain. You know, but yeah. uh, you know, uh, when I had my denim jacket. Um, I didn't know what to put, you know, everybody was putting all kinds of shit, and and uh, my sister helped me out, and we just put logos of my three favorite bands, and at the time it was Iron Maiden, Saxon, and Def Leppard. Def Leppard was in the middle, you know, New Wave of British Heavy Metal, and of course, no one knew any of the bands. Yeah. So it was like, you know, it was a great conversation starter right away. Uh, I remember people would say, who's Iran Maiden, you know? Because <laughs> yeah. the O was, you know, like a triangle. Yeah, it looked like an O. Okay, <laughs> and we were yeah. in Iran at the time, you know? Yep. And um, and uh, when Def Leppard came out with Pyromania, uh, got out the black of the black acrylic paint and just blacked it out. I Went right over it. I said, there's no way they're going to come back after this piece of crap. No, they never did, but, and I mean, I they got I bigger lent, and bigger, but just for a different audience. I my drummer. Yeah, and uh, from Tempest, and <laughs> yeah, and so I, I knew you were gonna get that. I thought you'd wait till the band, till the uh, till, uh, till the guys called in, but hey, what the hell? Better than ever. So after dinner, Sal says, "Oh, I gotta give you that album back." You know what? Keep it. Yep. <laughs> and I never asked for it back. I there you go. All right. Well, you know, see now, uh, we got about a half hour. The guys will be calling in Barry and Eric. How about we get our Sunday night spotlight out of the way? Uh, we're going to be traveling over to Russia right now, the old USS Savar. Wow. Uh, otherwise, it could have been Staten Island, too. If you live out here, it wouldn't be any difference <laughs> anymore. Okay. It's like a little Odessa right here right now, Staten Island. All the, all the Italians are leaving, and the Russians are moving in. We're being invaded. Yeah. But uh, the, band's got, the band's name is Hell's Thrash Horsemen. It's a pretty stupid name, all right. but they're actually a really good band. They got like, you know... They got that 80s thrash uh, sound down pretty good for the first shot, you know, and huh. with, with the with the language barrier, you know, it's actually really good. You can see this band's got a lot of potential. They're going to get a lot better. Okay. Uh, so let me see. They have an album out called uh, Till Violence. None of the names of the titles make any sense, you know. Yeah. I guess it's the way it's translated. But uh, they're a good band. I'll have everything posted by them on my website on the blog spot right after the show. But check them out right now. This is out of Russia, Hell's Thrash Horseman. The song is Beginning of War. Oh, we'll be real 
Horseman. I'll have the link to those guys up on the block spot after the show. See, I'm going to go right into another song because i got to use a little boys' room. Okay. So we'll get on another great New York band. Band formed in the mid-'80s. Started out as Tokyo. Made a change of name to Toxic. From Westchester, New York. Here we go. Door to Hell.
called Toxic with Dawn of Hell. That was off the band's first record, World Circus. Really good band. They're back together. I think they got uh, they reunited in 2007, but I haven't heard anything about them since then. I really like that one, guys. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, very good stuff over there. So let me see what we got here. The guy's going to be calling in. Uh, Barry and I will be calling in about 15 or 20 minutes. So while we wait, how about we do our demolition segment? Uh, yeah, after the show is over, well, actually, it's already posted now. I did it early today. Uh, if you head over to the Heavy Metal Mayhem blog spot, you can download a copy of this demo. There's dozens up there by now. It's been over a year that I've been uh, doing a segment. So there's dozens of demos and also live shows from Wednesday. I post a live show every Wednesday also, some great bootleg concerts. But uh, we're going to do Artillery this week, a band out of Denmark, the home of Merciful Fate. They've been around since 1982. They're still active, still playing. Uh, this demo was really hard to find. I got it from my good friends over at Lockjaw. They hooked me up. Uh, I had the cassette, but I just like the quality is so bad. I just when I transferred, it just came out terrible. Wow. So they hooked me up with a much better copy, like they do with a lot of the demos and live shows I get. And we're gonna go back to the first demo tape. Uh, this is from 1982. It's called "We Are the Dead." Uh, different places have it listed, like with five songs. Some have it as four. Some have it as three. Wow. I know the copy I have. The original one has three songs. That's what I'm posting. And uh, let me see what we get on off that demo. I, I, I have all three songs loaded up, but even the copy wasn't so great. So I'm sorry about the sound quality, but it's an old demo tape, and you can download a copy right now. So we'll get on uh, Run For Your Life. I think that's the better of the, the three. Okay. There you go. Artillery. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. 
was Artillery with Run For Your Life. That's the demolition segment demo. That was an old cassette from 1982. It sure sounded a hell of a lot better back then than it did now. But yeah, if you well. go to the Heavy Metal Mayhem blog spot after the show, the link is up here on my uh, MySpace page and at the Block Talk Radio homepage. You can download a copy of that demo. I tell you, it sounded a lot better when, when I heard it in 1982. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, some stuff don't hold up as well. You know, you're like, God, that song sounded good. Let me get it on. And, you know, I can't check every song sometimes. But they are demos, so they do sound great. Kind of long, too. Oh yeah, that was like six minutes, man. That was like getting, yeah, <laughs> that was like getting, uh, getting rooking out done without a shot. <laughs> but you know what the hell are you gonna do? The albums actually sound great, and the new record, which was just came out a few months ago, is phenomenal. Oh, okay. I mean, all the records were great. Just that that was an early demo tape. They were probably teenage kids back then. Yeah. But you know, it's a rarity, so I figured I'd put it up and let people download it and get a free copy of it. Yeah. All right. So let me see. Barry and Eric officials beast will be calling in, in a little over ten minutes. So I got enough time for one, maybe two more songs, and I'll start getting some uh, music on off the official Beast record commencement. Uh, if everybody who's into metal, the old school metal knows, Barry played guitar with Sentinel Beast. Now he's got his own project going. He's over here on the East Coast now. I'm looking forward to talking to him and Eric. Eric plays bass with the band. So let me see. How about we do a little Anvil? I know you like Anvil. Definitely. All right. We'll go back a little old school maybe, a little metal on metal Anvil. Sounds good. All right. Here's the song Jackhammer. Enjoy.
that was old school anvil going back way back in the day. A little metal on metal over there. All right, so hang on here. I think we got Eric on the line, so let me uh, put him through, and uh, wait for Barry calling. He's a little early, so uh, maybe we'll get him on to we'll play uh, officials be song while we're waiting for uh, Barry calling too. How's that sound? Yes. All right, let me get him on right now. We'll connect him here, and then we'll get things going. Everything takes so long around here, you know? Well, no. Yeah, well, you know, you don't care. What can you do? What yeah, can what can you do? All right, let me get him on get here. aggravated over it? Nah, I mean, you click a button, and it doesn't come on as fast as you want, I guess. You know, it's just aggravating, you know? Right. What are you going to do? But I think right now we got Eric on the line. Eric, you there? Yeah, hey, I'm here, man. How are you guys? Good, man. What's going on? What's happening? Uh, you know, we're just uh, actually just finishing up a rehearsal, so, uh, you know, we made sure we stopped in time so we had time to call in and, you know, mind our P's and Q's. You told us, you know, once we're connected that uh, anything Nah, you're stay. okay. You're on the internet. You can right. curse. You can say whatever you want. Woohoo! <laughs> That's the only good thing about it. Great. All right, so what's going on over here? You guys had a rehearsal tonight, huh? Yeah, we're just, uh, you know, working working on uh, some new material, uh, polishing up some of the old material. Uh, you know, hopefully we're going to be getting out uh Doing some shows soon, so Barry, I think, is calling you on the other line, so you should have yeah. us uh, both in and ready to go. Yeah, he's calling it right now. Get him on. Hey, Barry, you there? Yeah, we're here. I'm here. All right, beautiful. I got you and Eric both on, so we get this thing going here. Yeah, we've been enjoying your show for the last hour. Oh. I'm glad. You're about the only ones. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I really like I really like the song you played. That sounded better in 1982. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that yeah. yeah, it sounded better when I was on acid. <laughs> Yeah, everything sounded good in the 80s. Uh, you know, it was an old demo tape. I transferred from cassette. You know, it, just, it was a little droney. dragged on a little bit. What are you going to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was rocking. It was rocking. That's part of life. So we're going to talk about Fischl's Beast. Uh, we'll start back in the beginning with, with Barry, with Sentinel Beast. Go back to, back to that time, the early to mid-80s. You guys were like one of the first thrash metal bands to have a female singer. What happened with the band after the first record? Uh, are you at, are we on right now or is this what the Yeah, you're on live. Oh, 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 I thought you were just queuing me up getting me ready for the questions you were going to ask. Okay. Hell no. What happened? Why did the band disband in those days? There was there was a lot of issues, but at the time, I mean just to come clean, you know, in the 80s Crystal Meth on the West Coast was a was a big part of the thrash scene and it was difficult to break away from that and still be in in the scene, so I cut it loose. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I got over a crystal meth habit, but then, you know, 10 years later, clean and sober, you want to play metal again. So here we that are. That sounds good. Here well, we are. Well, now you're, now you're on the East Coast. How would you want to live in Brooklyn from California? I was in Holland for a while, just enjoying the um, freedom, enjoying a little bit of money, and I went through some money over there. I lived there for almost three years, and when it got low and funds got low, I came to New York. And I gave New York a try. I found a job within the first couple of weeks. This is about 10 years ago. And I stayed. Man, it's, New York's been good to me. And East Coast has been fair. And I've done okay out here. That's great. And you're out of Brooklyn now, right? Yeah, I'm in Brooklyn. That's where my uh, buddy Tommy is on the line. He's out of Brooklyn. I'm an old Brooklyn boy myself. Uh, what area are you coming out of? Greenpoint or Williamsburg? Uh, Williamsburg. I know it. That's where that's all the artists started. I'm in one of those two neighborhoods. Right. Yeah, we're right in Williamsburg. And have a little business here doing some local moving. If anybody needs a moving job, they can call Go Movers. <laughs> and uh, when we're not moving, we're playing metal. That, that's great. I think I might need you as a mover. I think my wife's getting ready to kick me out of the house, so uh, <laughs> I might need your services pretty soon. Well, we got storage, too, so if you don't find Oh, that's, that's even better. <laughs> Just do one service. I'll go so how'd you and Eric hook up? Eric, how'd you guys hook up? Uh, we actually um, hooked up probably, probably, I guess, what, almost... Ten years ago now or something. Yeah, it's been a while. 
Um, he had actually, uh, when he had, you know, moved out of New York and, uh, you know, left Central Beach, he actually for a while got out of the music scene totally. Um, and then he, you know, did his all moving around and uh, when he had a lot of other adventures, which I'm sure we may get to through the course of the interview. <laughs> but when he finally made it to New York, um, he decided he wanted to play guitar again. He wanted to get back into music. Uh, but at that point, he hadn't really played at all. He was still fairly new to the New York area. So he, you know, did what everybody did when they're looking for musicians back, you know, back in the day. You pick up the Village Voice. Yeah. Uh, you know, before the days of the Internet and everything like that. So I had an ad that was running in the Village Voice, call me up, kind of get together. And at that point, he was starting a blues band. So he kind of put a little blues band together and started out, you know, doing that. Oh, okay. Were you always into Were you into, always into metal, Eric, or you just, you know, just got into it after hearing Barry? Um, I, I was actually always, you know, I mean, I grew up, you know, through the 80s, so I, I was into a, a bit more of the progressive stuff, you know, bands, yeah. uh, Kansas, uh, you know, Rush, uh, things like that. This um, Big Kiss fan, you can say it. Yeah, big, I was, well, everyone was a big Kiss fan, and Gene Simmons has more of my money than I do at this point. That's right. Um, Gene Simmons has everybody's money. He has everybody's money. And actually, I think, we, I, I think we must refer to him as Gene Simmons of Kiss whenever you speak of him. That's right, otherwise you got to pay him a dollar. Yeah, yeah. Well, you should just pay him a dollar anyway. Everybody that's listening, send Gene Simmons a dollar. Yeah. It's, it's like the soupy sales of heavy metal. The soupy yeah. sales of heavy metal, yeah. yeah. Oh, so that's good. That's good. Now, you guys have been together a while now. You also got Anthony Singer with you, Anthony Cross? Yes, we have Anthony Cross. Great find, great singer, great guy. And um, we're just working on the new material now. We're hoping to start our second recording for a second full-length album, all new material. Um, we already recorded the old Sentinel Beast material, and that's the material that's on the commencement CD. All that material would have been the second Sentinel Beast album. And so we started off there to get that music out, and now we have a good 10, 15 songs that are new, 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 new compositions that we're excited to get out sooner than later. No, that's great. We're looking forward to hearing those. Was there any problems with you using, I mean, even though you wrote a lot of those songs, you were involved in them, because Debbie's got the new version of Central Beast going out in California, and uh, was there any problem with using the songs together? Because she'll probably be using some of them herself, I would imagine. Well, she actually is. She's, she also recorded, it's already actually been recorded, uh, The Phoenix and Forbidden Territory. She okay. recorded those two songs with her band, and those recordings will be coming out fairly shortly on Stormspell Records as well, so people will be able to hear both versions. Yeah. Of course, on our version, Anthony rewrote or wrote his own vocal line and his own lyrics to those two songs, and Debbie is staying true to the way we played those songs in rehearsal 24 years ago, and she recorded those like that. So people will get a good mixture of, of the two. But um, as for you were asking, were there any legal problems? I contacted you know Debbie and Mike, a good year ago, and at that time, Debbie was putting Sentinel Beast back together, and there were some shows in the works, some shows that I wanted to actually do, so we kind of made a deal. The deal was that Debbie would do those shows with her new band, and I would be able to use this material, and we would um, let bygones be bygones. Cool. Well, that's good. There's not too many happy endings a lot of times, you know, with stuff like that. At least, it was, you know, we get two versions of these songs, and that'd be great, and you got all the new stuff you're working on, and Anthony, Anthony Cross is a great singer. I remember... I can't remember the name of the band he was in before, but it was like the guys who were in Bank Live Say, yeah. They were, those guys were Saintly yeah. Sinner. Let's see. Right, yeah, it was Saintly Sinner. I can't remember. I used to do, uh, I was in a band in the 80s. We used to do shows at the Rising Sun together with Saintly Sinner. Yeah, yeah. They were a good band, Saintly Sinner. Call the Surgeon. Uh, I remember he sang with the, I, I, know, I think it was a guitar player. The band was named after him. And he also got Ed Klinger playing drums with you? 
Ed Klinger was was playing drums with us. He's very busy with his family these days, so he's taking a little hiatus right now. And we have a, another drummer that we're working in. Uh, I guess I could say Lev Lev yeah. of Kralis, Lev Weinstein of a another band Kralis, and he's a good drummer, great drummer, young guy, a lot of enthusiasm, and we're we're really glad to have him on board. That sounds good. And I got I got Tommy on the line. Tommy, you want to ask uh, Barry Eric anything? Well, uh, it's good to see, uh, you know, you still got, well, uh, you went through your um, hiatus there from music for a while, I read on the uh, MySpace. Um, like, who are your um, um, influences as far as guitar? Uh, well, I really like Yuli Roth quite a lot. Yeah. Right. I like Ingve Malmsteen in the early days. I enjoyed listening to him quite a lot. Vinnie Moore. All those kinds of guys, Joe Satriani. And then you incorporate some of the blues in your playing, too? I noticed you... Well, there's the not a whole too. lot of blues in what we're doing now. Right. It's, it's, it's more metal, but you, 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 compre- you use the same scales. You use the pentatonic blues scales. It's just in a, a metal fashion. So yeah, I wouldn't say there's too much blues influence in what we're doing now, though. More furious style, I guess. It's, yeah, it's more intense, more intense, more powerful. You know, double snare. Ka, 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 ka. A lot of speed. Cool, cool. Ah, it's good. It's good to hear uh, that you're doing, uh, you know, something now again. Um, and uh, good luck to you. And we'll be listening. Yeah, we we can't wait to play some shows and cool. get out there and play in front of y'all. That'd be great. Keep in touch with Mike, and uh, you know, and when you get something new, Mike will play it on the uh, show. And um, excellent. Sounds good. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Definitely. Definitely. And on the Sentinel B stand, I might I might add that uh, uh-huh. there's another CD that will be coming out at the same time that Debbie's new CD will be coming out. Uh, Stormspell is taking all of the demos that we had done <clears throat> in the whole in the whole span of the Sentinel Beast era, all the demos that we did. That he's putting on one onto one CD, and so that'll be released as well. And there's a lot of material on there that you know people have never heard. Material that's not on the Depths of Death album that wasn't on any of the compilation albums that we were on. So, so there'll be a lot of music coming out soon. Ah, that'll be cool. Yeah, I'm de- I, was de- I didn't I didn't even know about that. I'm definitely looking forward to that. Uh, I guess I guess we're gonna finally hear tonight, Full Treatment, Kill the Witch, all those songs. All those songs. The first three that you just said, those are actually off the first demo, the Kill the Witch demo. And those yep. will be the first three songs on. Oh, I'm on looking the forward to hearing that stuff too. Sure. So you got those three songs, and you got. Another demo that has five songs, and another demo that has two songs, and then the last demo that has two songs, and those two songs are on the com- on the commencement CD, Where Am I and One Man's Cry. Those versions with Debbie singing that Sentinel Beast recorded 23 years ago will also be on that CD. So you'll have two versions of those songs as well as two versions of um, the, the Phoenix and Forbidden when Debbie's CD comes out. Not bad, a double dose. Uh, have you guys been out playing live anyway yet? The whole thing about playing live is we didn't want to do any shows until we had a second guitar player. We've been playing with, with just me doing all the guitar duties up until now. We found somebody, and we're working with actually a couple of guys. We found a couple of guys. We haven't really decided on the one yet, but as soon as we do, we will be playing live shows. There's a lot of offers to play live. A lot of people are asking us to play, and as soon as the band is tight with the second guitar player, We'll let you know, and we'll be playing. Oh, that sounds so, good. Actually, just back up on something a second, Mike. Um, with uh, mentioning with the Sentinel Beast uh, release, it's going to be coming out on Stormspell. 
it's it's actually the thing that makes it an interesting thing is it's not demos let's say necessarily of the exact lineup that people you know know um, from the Depths of Death album. So that that's an interesting thing that Barry may want to give you more information is like even some of the songs like you're mentioning some of the songs you know you'll mention some of the songs from Depths of Death. Yeah, and there's going to be a, a version of that, a demo version of that, but it's not the same lineup that played on this on the on the on the record. So Barry can give you a little bit more information on that. It'll be some of the older members that were in the group back then. Like when you just mentioned, you mentioned the Kill the Witch demo. For instance, yeah. that Kill the Witch demo, I, I actually am not on that demo. That demo's with Jerry Fraser and Greg Williams. This is right in the very beginning of Sentinel Beast. After I, Scott, Mike, and I formed Sentinel Beast. I left to go to GIT, Guitar Institute of Technology. So there was a six-month period where they were they were together with two other guitar players. And after six months, I came for a break, and one guitar player left, and I retook my spot, and then we moved on. So, and all of that will be explained on the sleeve of the CD. Who's playing on which demo? And, you know, there's there's a different line, there's a different member in each each demo. Yeah, you know, back then nobody would know. You know, unless you because there was no internet, there was no way to find any of this stuff out. Right. People just assumed. And, but I know you won the Depths of Death demo and, and the one after that. Yeah, I was on all the demos after that and yeah. the after that. Yeah, sure. I'm looking forward to hearing all that stuff. I mean, Hell Affair, you know, <laughs> Sacred Line. I mean, I, I've been to this stuff from back in the day. I still listen to the cassettes. So it'd be great to have, you know, an album on, uh, you know, have them on an album now. And it's all been mastered real well, so it sounds so much better than those those cassette versions. Uh, it's going to be great. And, you know, some, some bass and trebles boost up, so it's got more kick. Uh, that's going to be good. And you were Stormspell Records. Is that, is that what a new album is going to come out with? Yeah, Stormspell Records is putting out those two, well, the, the commencement CD they put out. They're putting out the Sentinel Beast demo CD and Debbie's new Sentinel Beast CD. Well, all, it's all under Stormspell Records. Yeah, the, the label seemed to come out of nowhere. And they've picked up all these great, you know, metal bands from the '80s, and they're releasing a, a lot of stuff that you know people never thought they would have heard before, like like the Central B stuff, your stuff. I know they did stuff in Force out of Chicago, a lot of great stuff. And now uh, Morbid Sin right here out of New Jersey, an old band with Bobby Leatherlung's Lucas, his album's coming out of Stone Spell. So it's great to have a label like that. Now helping and putting out these records by some great bands. You got to go to the Stormspell site and just 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 surf around because every band that's on the site you can listen to them. You can listen to a couple of their of their tunes, and yeah, yeah. I just got I got let's see I have like eight CDs I just got from Stormspell. All kinds of great bands, Hellhound, yeah, Anacharis, a whole bunch of different bands, Toxic Avenger. So yeah, yeah it's a good label. Really good. Yeah, in definitely. fact, Barry, in, in fact, Barry was just actually mentioning to him, you know, that, you know, to try, to try, you know, I mean, because the metal, you know, market is as small as it is, and he kind of even, you know, recommended to him that, you know, it would be in his best interest to, you know, try to find, you know, guys like you and other people with, you know, radio stations or podcasts or whatever, you know, any place there is that's playing metal and people are listening to it, you know, try to hook up with guys like you, and you know, I mean, and you're mentioning a lot of the bands that you know that he has. You know, it's in his best interest to try to, you know, hey, wherever you can, you know, spread the word. If you hear one of his CDs that he released, you know, and play it, and someone comes to the site and buys the CD, you know, I mean, in the metal community, I think everyone's kind of got to stick together and, you know, kind yeah. of just try to work together, you know, to keep things keep things alive and keep things happening. Oh, yeah, you I'm have sure to. There's no doubt about it, yeah. Like, Mike, I'm sure you would love to receive a couple of packages every few months filled with 80s 
um, metal CDs from Stormsville, right? You know, I, I, I wouldn't complain about it. I got to be honest with you here. You know, you know, I still buy a lot of stuff because I just want to support, you know, the bands and the music. But I would love it. We I did the same thing with a record called Metal on Metal out of Italy. There's another record label who's really pumping and promoting new bands, but they have that classic 80s sound. Yeah, that, we did a whole we did a metal. whole series with them over the summer, and they like they couldn't believe it because more people coming to this site, and and I would love to do the same thing with Stone. So maybe I would reach out for them. Oh yeah, definitely. We got to set this up, and that's another label that we've been in touch with. That's another good label. They have a lot of good releases. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're a good label, and they're doing the same thing. They work for the they, they work for their bands, and they. They, all they do is want to promote them and get them out there. So, I mean, that's great. Mm-hmm. We're getting back to Fischl's Beast now. Um, mm-hmm. You're working on the new stuff. Mm-hmm. What does it sound like? It sounds, well, uh, it, it's hard to say. That, you know, I'm not going to say it sounds like the old stuff because it, it's new, but it's, it's definitely, it's, it's thrash, it's uh, progressive, it's heavy metal. It's all mixed together. I'm not going to say that we sound like a lot of the new thrash bands, but it's, it's definitely heavy. Because you know the way Anthony sings. Anthony doesn't sing the Cookie Monster style or. Oh, yeah, thank God. Yeah, <laughs> we don't really. It's not the greatest style for us either. But so you'll hear, you'll hear, you'll hear the new stuff. Yeah, we're going to look forward to that. There's no doubt about that. And we brought you back to metal after deciding on blues for a little while. We dragged you back into the metal scene. Two things. One thing, I received a cassette from a friend of mine in Sacramento. And I was listening to that cassette one day. It was a cassette of Sentinel Beast doing rehearsals and just a lot of stuff that he had sent to me after many years of not listening to that stuff. Eric had come over for a blues rehearsal, and he was asking what I was listening to. And I said, there was my old band, and he said, um, why are we playing blues? We should be playing this material. And that kind of got me into high gear, and I started really putting a lot of time into rehearsing and getting those chops back. And, uh, you know, it takes it takes a certain amount of ability to be able to play that kind of music. And over the years, I got it back. And now we're playing it. Cool. Yeah. After Central Peace, then you took off over to Europe. A perfect place to go to Holland, right? Yeah, Holland's a great place. <laughs> what a great place. I can imagine. Live and I let can live. Im- that, that's like their whole attitude over there. Live and let yeah. live. Yeah. Nobody's getting down on anybody for any kinds of ways that they want to live their life, whether it's an alternative lifestyle or whatever it is. They're just pretty much allowed to to be who they are in Holland. And you know there's other things like pots legal and there's not it a lot is? Of, Yeah, you, <laughs> I didn't know that. Wow. <laughs> yeah, you can smoke pot over there and the police don't harass you. A lot of a lot of good things. Is it Holland or Amsterdam where they have all the girls in the window you can walk by and pick them out like clothing? Well, Amsterdam is in Holland, so it's yeah, Amsterdam Holland. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I meant to say. I just figured I'd get you to elaborate on it. That's all. <laughs> yeah, the girls, yeah, they sit in the windows. Yeah, they actually sit in the windows. And I won't say much more. They're sitting in the windows. That's Great good enough. Window shopping actually pleasurable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's some good window shopping. Yeah. I have to send my friend Tommy over there. He got off easy today. He usually talks about his Brooklyn Van Tempest. You guys got a break. <laughs> I always like to just sit back and... Uh... Let the guys riff. Um, Eric, one question. I noticed uh, you play like a um, a larger bass than most most bass players play. Uh, what is that, an eight string or a six string? Um, it's actually on on the CD I played um, uh, seven, uh, but I also do play, you know, an eight string bass as well. I have uh, two custom made basses made by Conklin Guitars. Um, he's made actually about three different you know custom instruments for me. But I started out you know from pretty much from the early 80s when they started making five-string basses. I was like, you know, always the first kid on my block that wanted to try the new thing. So 
you know, I went to five string bass. So it wasn't like a lot of people look at it like, um, if you, you know, if you look, you may see pictures with the eight string bass also, and it, right. you know, it just looks so immense. Um, yeah, yeah, it's because an eight string bass with a three octave neck, and you get people that look at it, you know, how, how do you play that? So for me, it was just a natural progression from the five string bass to a six, and then I, pl- I played the six pr- uh, for a long time. And then I was, you know, looking around when I knew I wanted to kind of expand a little bit more. And, you know, through just a bunch of research and trying out different companies, I came across the Conklin website. And what kind of sold me on them was I was kind of just looking to get information on, you know, on the on the guitars and stuff. And I'm trying to go to websites, email for catalogs or brochures or information, and I see a number for Conklin guitars. And I call it up. That's like a Saturday afternoon. I figure I'm going to get some voicemail and I'll leave a message. Wow. And Bill Conklin answered the phone and talked to me for an hour. Cool. So cool. it was like, yeah. So at that point, I'm like, well, man, if I'm going to spend that kind of money on a custom-made instrument, this is the type of guy I want to build it. Right, it really so does. yeah. So if there's anybody listening that's you know into high-quality guitars, wants something custom-made, you know, ConklinGuitars.com. They don't just do extended range. They'll do you know regular guitars, regular basses, you know, Les Paul style, seven-string guitar. You know, I mean, any. Any any option you can think of, you can you can you can get on it. And where and where is he? Uh, He's uh, based out of Michigan. Oh. So they have. I mean, some of the people listening, if they've been in Guitar Center, they'll see some of the things that are called Groove Tools. Oh yeah. Which he he licenses the design for those, but they're not his instruments. Oh, I see. So it's so it's kind of like you know, it's kind of like buying a knock. It's not kind of like buying you know a Mexican Strat. It's right. still a Fender Strat, but it's not an American-made Fender. Right, right. You know, so he licenses the design to be made overseas, but for, you know, someone looking for something high quality, contact him directly and he'll, you know, build you, I mean, oh, any, anything cool. you want. So what, what is the, the, low, uh, the lowest string you're playing? Uh, the lowest string on both of them is still a low B, but I opted to have this lovely little option called a hip shot. Uh, which um, which they put on a lot of guitars too that'll let you do drop B tuning at the flip of a switch. Right. So in the case of my uh, basses, I can at the flip of a little lever, I can drop my low B string down to low A. Wow. And, and actually, yeah, if you, if you actually <laughs> listen to the CD, yeah, there's a couple of spots where there's some like low B flats and low A's on that. Wow. That's that's the switch that bothers you know recording engineers and sound careful, men everywhere. will start popping. I can yeah. imagine. I can <laughs> yeah. imagine. <laughs> Well, that's I've been great. real lucky with bass players. Mike Spencer and now, 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 now Eric Moriello, two really great bass players. Oh, that's great. You've been gifted. You've yeah, been that's gifted. true. Uh, it's about time we get to hear about the bass playing and the basses. Yeah, because yeah. uh, I started out as a bass player, and then um, you know when uh, you know the band like reformed, uh, and I started playing guitar. But I still once in a while play the bass, and uh, when I, I do some recording, I'll probably do some on my own bass. But that's cool. It's good to hear. And, yeah, thanks, uh, thanks, thanks, thanks for asking. Yeah, no problem. Go ahead. He just—he likes to ask technical questions, like so we let him have a I go like with it. it. I know? like it. Yeah, I saw, I saw on this on the website on the, uh, you have the and for the gearheads. I like that. The, you know, with the the amps and the cabinets and all that stuff. I love that stuff. What can I? Well, say? well, especially I, I think like in, in you know in certain I think like metal is probably one of the scenes where people. Um, you know, there, there are a few styles of music where people just really 
get more into it now, which, which you know, I don't think you see with, you know, you know, I mean, we all start to sound like our parents. We're, hey, music today is crap that these kids listen to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I think with things like metal, people are really, you know, people are more into that, things like that. I mean, even like Mike's mentioning before, I mean, knowing names of songs and listening to cassette tapes of groups. I mean, you'll find that with jazz fans also. I mean, if you find someone that's a jazz fan, I mean, you can mention a record, and they'll tell you what label it came. They'll tell you the serial number of the, label, right. of the record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they can they'll tell you the track listing. They can tell you who played what instrument, you know. So I think there's, with metal fans, I, I think there's that that desire to want to know more. And that passion. You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even like you're saying, hey, well, I went on the website, and I saw, you know, the fact that you went on the website and looked at the for the Gearheads page. Yeah, yeah. You know, that, that, you know, we're putting things, I mean, when we started, one of the other things that we started, we kind of started it as a joke, um, but I believe Mike's part of it now is we started to show your colors photo album on the MySpace page. Uh-huh. Well, we had yeah. these T-shirts, and I said, hey, man, let's take people pictures, pictures of people wearing the T-shirts and throw them up. And, you know, and some people, be you figure, I mean, there was one guy who said, oh, I don't take pictures of myself, but uh, I'll, I'll take a few anyway. And he sent us four pictures, you know. So, and it's just, it's just been a really fun thing that, you know, and we'll look at that, you know, as we're updating the site, and we'll see that that's one of the, you know, the parts of the site that gets the most traffic. Yeah, so cool. it's, just, it's just something fun, and people just, you know, people like knowing what's going on. You know, I mean, we'll post a blog, and, like, by the time we're finished posting it, we'll get, like, two or three comments. Hey, I just saw this. Hey, great news. You know, can't wait, you know, can't wait to hear this. Hey, great review that I just saw you guys post. So so it, you, you look at it, and, you know, it is tough because, you know, most of the bands nowadays, it's not, you know, the music industry's changed a lot where it's not, you know, it's not big business. Most of it, I mean, even, you know, even for a lot of the bigger acts, I'm sure there's a lot of the bigger acts that are, you know, on their tour buses, hitting up their MySpace page. You know, I mean, as you know, Chris Caffrey played on our CD, and, yeah. you know I mean, I mean, if you follow him, he's one of the, like, the busiest guys. I mean, you look on his, I mean, he's out on tour right now with TSO, yeah. and then they're playing the 20,000 people, you know, a night, sometimes two shows a day, and the guy's still updating, like, his Facebook page and his MySpace page on a regular basis. Yeah. He's posting yeah. some pictures from the tour. I mean, you know, that, that's, that, that's the way you've got to do it, you know? Yeah, he's staying in touch. You're right. How'd you hook up with Chris on the, on the new album? Um, the way the way Chris came about was I was always um, like a, a huge Trans Siberian Orchestra fan, and I had seen them many many years. And one year, I you know I took my brother-in-law and a sister-in-law to see them uh, up at a show in Maine. And when we came, I mean they were they were floored. They had never seen the group before. And when we came, you know they when they came back, you know we came back to the house talking about this. Oh man, that was really great. So I just decided to just you know I was on the internet, so I pop on. Um, Chris's page to just, you know, send him a message uh, to say, hey, man, you just caught you guys again for like the seventh time, you know, hey, great show. Now, mind you, it's about midnight when I'm leaving this message. At about like 2 o'clock in the morning, it's only like a couple of words, but I get a reply from him that says, Eric rocks. And to me, it was just, it was just something that here's a guy who just finished a show, you know, was in like another city the night before, just played a show, and no more than an hour or so after he's finishing the meet and greet line, He's taking the time to reply personally to a fan. Wow. So I had, like, sent him a message saying, hey, wow, man, that's, like, really cool. And he replied. And from that, we just kind of, you know, kind of got in touch with each other. And at that time, I was um, hosting a podcast uh, where we did interview, you know, we played, you know, a lot of indie artists. And we would do interviews, and I contacted Chris to do an interview. And he was, and he said, yeah, sure, absolutely. At that time, he was promoting his CD, Pins and Needles. So we kind of met and we stayed in touch through that. And then when it came time, we were starting to work on the CD. I had said to Barry, hey, man, 
what do you think about Chris Caffrey playing on it? He's like, nah, he would never play on it. Why would he play on something like this? I said, look, I'll ask him. Worst thing he could do is say no. And uh, they were, we were actually starting recording pretty much right around the same time they were going to be getting back from the tour. And I remember this. He had gotten, you know, I think they finished last, at that time. I think they got back like January 1st or 2nd. So I had sent him a message that, hey, listen, I know you're probably just getting back from the tour. Uh, you're probably really tired. But, hey, I got a project that, you know, you may be interested in. I want to run the past you when you got some time. And, again, like within an hour of sending that email, the day that he got back, he replied and said, hey, sounds interesting. Tell me about it. So we kind of went back and forth, told him about the project, sent him some clips and, you know, as you can tell by the CD, he obviously decided to say yes and participated. That was good. Yeah, Chris is definitely one of those type of guys. And he's another New York guy himself. Yeah. Yeah, he's a New York guy, too. Yeah. Isn't that amazing how that TSO took off out of a heavy metal band? And 90% of people that go to see him don't even realize that. No, and, they, and, they've so far. Yeah, and they've started to cross the line a little bit now. You know, where last year they played a couple of Sabotage songs in the set. And last year was actually, you know, one of the first years that they even acknowledged Sabotage, you know, within the show. So, you know, I mean, there's rumors, you know, who knows what's going to happen. There's rumors, you know, everyone's saying that, you know, maybe there's going to be a Sabotage reunion now. Because what also happened with the group is, as you know, TSO always toured with two squads. Yeah, yeah. And last year they brought Johnny Lee Middleton, the bass player from Sabotage, to the East Coast. So yeah. people that see the East Coast band are now seeing, you know, Jeff play Chris Caffrey and Johnny Lee Middleton all together, you know, and Alex Skolnick is still, you know, with the East Coast squad, and he had done some stuff with them. So, you know, in many, in many, you know, depending how you look at it, that's kind of the closest you're going to get now, you know, to to a TS to a sabotage reunion. And some yeah. of the songs on the new TSO album are actually you know, actual sabotage material, which they're acknowledging. So they're finally starting to cross that line, so it's going to be interesting to see, you know, kind of how it all pans out and, you know, whether, they, you, you know, you may see, a, you know, finally a sabotage reunion. That'd be great to see that again. I know John Oliva said not long ago, he says, I put, like, all my heart and soul into sabotage, and the only people do is remember me by his TSO. He says, that I made more money with that than I ever made off of sabotage, and the closest you're going to get now is John Oliva's pain. But, you know, in this business, everything changes. Right, right, and 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 that's part of it, and that's part of it too. I mean, you know, you got you got to look at it like you know. I mean, and here's the guy that's in it, saying it. I mean, and there's people, you know, like on the message board, you'll see people saying, "Hey, they should, man, it'd be great to have a sabotage reunion." And you know, I mean, wherever TSO is tonight, they're probably paying to like twenty eight thousand people, and I'm sure that's more than some of the sabotage albums sold. Yeah, you know, and it's you know, and it's. I mean, to me, it's a thing, you know, that. My, to me, if they do, it's going to be for love of the music. You know, it's going to be something that everyone gets together. And I don't know that it would be a big thing that they do worldwide. But, you know, could I see them saying, hey, guys, you know what, man? Let's, let's just for fun, man. Let's just do five shows, whatever. I don't know. You know, it would be interesting to see how it all, you know, pans out. But, I mean, all the elements are there and the tools are there. And, you know, and, and it seems there is some interest in it. Would it ever be as big as TSO? No, absolutely not. But, you know. Hey, look, TSO's not a bad thing to fall back on either, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, money's coming in. That's where the money's coming. A month worth of work, and, uh, you know, you probably make your whole nut for the year off of that. Yeah, well, they're actually, I mean, it's grown so much, they're actually up to the point that they're touring two months out of the year now. I mean, like, like you know, Christmas has just naturally been moving earlier. But yeah, they're yeah. to the point where I think the first TSO show this year was, like, November 2nd. And they're playing, you know, through Christmas up until, you know, 
New Year's Eve, and I think they might even do a show January first or second. So yeah, so it is a lot of work, and and it you know and it's and I I've always said, hey man, you know I need to get on that tour, you know I need to get on that tour, man. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure it's not, man. It's a lot of hard work. They do a lot of shows where it's you know they they do matinee shows sometimes. So yeah, a couple yeah. of you know. a couple of shows. If you go to the site, you'll see they're playing uh, two shows a day. Wow. On a couple of them. And it's it, like a Broadway year, do show. They have, do they have a West Coast? Yeah, 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 well? yeah. Wow, that's, that's good. Barry, let me ask you a non-music question. All right. Who do you find more offensive, the French or the French Canadians? <laughs> Anybody French? Okay, yeah. good reason, enough. For some reason, you know, we've had a couple of run-ins with with a couple of French people out here in Brooklyn. Like, there's this one restaurant. Yeah, there's a name. There's, the, 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 the French French people who own this restaurant that we used to order from all the time. And they were always screwing up our order, and, these, and they, they, would, they would always get angry at us for just calling them and say, hey, you know, you forgot this, or you forget your change is wrong, or this. We finally quit going there. Yeah, we, the French. Even when they're here in this country, the French are still arrogant. It doesn't matter. Yeah. If it wasn't for us, they'd be speaking German. That's what I say all the time. There you go. <laughs> all right. So tell everybody what we can expect from Fischl's Beast. Where can they find you guys? I'm going to close things out with a song. Well, you can find us on the MySpace site for right now, which is www.myspace.com slash Beast, which is F-I-S-C-H-E-L-S Beast, B-E-A-S-T. For now, that's the best place to go, or Stormspell Records, which is easy to find, just stormspell.com. And um, go there, and all the information of the shows that we'll be playing and information on updated releases will all be there on the site. All, all of the many of the reviews that we've gotten are up there, and links to all the interviews that we've done are up there. There's a mound of information up there now, and even more now than when you went this afternoon, because when you went, those links hadn't been posted yet. We just posted them today. There's like seven um, interviews that we've done that are pretty in depth. That the links are now there on the site. Great. So if people want more information, there's a lot of information in those seven interviews. <laughs> Definitely, and I'll post up all those links on my site later on so people can find them and check everything else out by you guys. Uh, Barry, Eric, thank you for calling in, man. I really appreciate it. I had a good time with you guys. Uh, let me see, i got a couple of songs lined up. Pick out what you want to hear. i got Fate of the Kings and Where Am I lined up for the next song. I would say Fate of Kings. All right. That one, that one, that's one of the ones Caffrey play on, isn't it? So, it is. Kind of wraps it all up in a nice little ball. There, You'll like. get to hear yeah, that works. in the middle there. <laughs> That's right. That sounds good. All right, Barry, Eric, thank you very much. I really appreciate you guys calling in. Keep in touch with any news you have, and we'll get it up here for everybody. And uh, thank you for calling in. Hey, right, man. thanks Mike, for having us. Thank you, thank you, right. and you'll be hearing from Stormspell soon, and we'll be in touch. I hope so, guys. Thank you very much, Barry and Eric, Fischel Beast. Here we go. A little fate of the Kings. Mayhem Radio. Thank you. Guys.
Michelle's Bees, Fade the Kings. I want to thank Barry Nerd for calling in. They're a really nice bunch of guys, weren't they? Oh, fun guys. Yeah, good people, really good people. And everybody should go out there and buy the album. Real passionate about the, you know, about the, the music and, uh, you know, happy to, you know, be doing what they're Happy doing. to be playing the music they're playing with. It definitely, yeah. there's no doubt about that. Yeah. And the fans of the music, you hear that, in, you know, from when they talk. Oh, definitely, yeah. So like everybody that. listening, go out and buy the album. Get get commencement. It's a great record. They're working on a new one. I'll have all the links up to the website after the show is over. You can just go to Stormspell Records also and uh, check them out over there. If you go to the page, you can hear a few other songs. I'm gonna get one more song on. I'm gonna close out a song with them because okay. uh, I really wanted to hear uh, Where Am I. Uh, so I'm going to play it. It's like six minutes long, so I'll close out the show with that. That way we can play a few more songs before then. Okay. I just want to thank them for calling in. A really nice bunch of guys, like I said. Yeah. All right, let me see. What do we got next here? What can we do? Hey, you know what? Uh, this could have been a super group in the 80s. At least to me it was. Gog Magog with Paul Diano. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Paul Diano, ex-Lion Maiden singer. Yannick Gears, who's playing guitar with them now, is in the group. Neil Murray on bass. Uh, Pete Wills, who we played earlier with Def Leppard. You know, the good Def Leppard back in the early days. And another I made alumni, Clive Barr. Right. Some good stuff over there. I mean, I really, it's just, it's a little EP. I, it kind of flew under the radar too back then, like a lot of stuff. Nobody even heard of it. I tell people about that, like, what the hell's that? Yeah, it was, I don't think it ever was released in the United States, was it? I don't know, but there's another band from the United States with the same name, so go figure that one out. Wow. Yeah, that's not a common name either. Oh, yeah, it's something that's, uh, that's Yeah, it's something you want to, you know, you know, something that doesn't flow off the tongue pretty easy. Exactly. But it was a pretty good EP. So we'll get a song on off of that right now. How about I get on Living in a Effing Time War?
go with a little Gog Magog living in a fucking time warp. I think that's the first time I've ever cursed on the show, but it's in the title, so I'll say it. That's pretty cool there. Yeah. I don't mind if the guest curse, but I usually don't do it. Oh, well, you're a nice character. Eh, you know, what the hell. Well, you know the Gog Magog are guardians of the city of London? Ah, I didn't know that. You see that? They're in uh, British folklore, British mythology. And the Gog and Magog, they're two separate um, words or whatever words, yeah. Yeah. They're in, like, so many traditions here. I'm looking on the Wikipedia, and Jewish tradition and Islamic tradition. Uh, gosh, Israel. You're going to give a history lesson, and we're going to talk about heavy metal. Well, I just figured, you know, because you said, where, where the hell they get that Gog Magog, and, uh, that's where it comes from. That's weird. I never knew that. Hey, God, no. thanks a lot for the Wikipedia. You're not kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I had a computer in front of me to look all that stuff up on. Okay, what do we got next, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Let me see. Uh, I don't know. I'll let you pick the next one. I got the, I got some Venom lined up, some Warrant. Not the hand metal band Warrant, the German band Warrant. Oh. Uh, band called Thatcher. A lot of things uh, you haven't heard of, probably besides Venom. I'll I'll go for the German uh, the German Warrant. Yeah, wow, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, they were a really good band too. Didn't All put right. too many albums out. Uh, that too, I had an EP out and then just the album, but uh, they were pretty good. I liked them. So, right, so we'll do some Warrant. Want to hear Warrant? Yeah. All right, this is the German band Warrant. This is a song called Condemn Forever. Sit back and enjoy. Contemporary! 
some warrant out of Germany with Condemned Forever. That was off their first the uh, EP, uh, First Strike. Excellent stuff. Yeah, some good stuff. It kind of reminds me of Voivod, you know? Yeah, okay. Yeah, a little little Voivod sound in there. Better vocals. And, uh, Much better vocals, yeah. Even Voivod don't like Voivod anymore. Without a doubt. I have to agree with you there. So we got about 15 minutes left in the show. Had a good time tonight with uh, Barry and Eric, Officials Beast. Yeah. I want to thank everybody for hanging out in the chat room today. I got, a, I got a, we still got 15 minutes. I've got more songs uh, to play. Uh, I want to thank all my other co-hosts here on Block Talk Radio for coming in here tonight. Debbie and Wild Wagon and Texas Holden Fire, who's about nine other hosts on hand just to roll up to that one show. <laughs> morning Coffee. They all got great shows. Check them all out. Some are on tonight, some are on tomorrow morning. My buddy Double O, Sean Vinyl, Polka Dog, Texas Holding Fire. I think he has 90% of the shows on Block Talk Radio. Well, hey, yeah, he's a busy man. Yeah, he's always doing something, that guy, right? God bless him. Uh, that's what I said. So let me say, anything else happening in the world of metal? I know Exodus is coming to New York in January, playing the 22nd at the Nicoya Theater. Yeah. But they're playing with Arch Enemy, so they're kind of like, you know, uh, yeah, moving over into that new metal genre right now. They're trying to hook up with those type of bands, it seems. Understand it, trying to sell, you know, you know, trying to, you know, move, you know, move into that, um, you know, that audience or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, I also hear that uh, Deano's coming to New York in January. I hope so. He was supposed to come about a year ago. We were going to have the interview with him when he got to America. Yeah. That whole tour got scrapped. That's something with the passports and, uh, you know, immigration like that's uh, kind of got washed away. I know he just canceled a whole bunch of tours, I think, in South America. I'm not too sure. Uh-huh. Over in Europe, so I, I well, think it's time for me to reach out to him again. Every time yeah, I try to booked, get him, well, they actually booked BB uh, King January twenty fifth, twenty sixth. Okay. Let's see what's up with that. All right, so I will have to reach out to him now and try to get him on that Sunday. You know, uh, before he comes in, or you know, the week that after, cool. I'll be here all week probably. So I'll, I'll reach out to Paul once again, and I will try to hook that up for January. That'd be pretty good. So I'll hold off and maybe book some other guests until I, I speak to him. Yeah. How does that sound? That sounds great, Mikey. All right. You're all full of conversation tonight, so let me uh I don't know. Let, I'll give you a few minutes to get your thoughts together while I while I play some more music. How's that sound? Sounds good, man. All right, I'll get on a little venom now. All right, there you All go. right, count this battery <laughs> off the black metal record. <laughs> Thank you. 
Eros, Mantis, and Abaddon, the great Venom, yeah, Countess was... Battery off the Black Metal record. To the caller who was trying to call in throughout the song with the 917 area code, oh. I'm sorry, he kept hanging up and calling back. He must have thought we were I was going get, to get, not get them, but I can't talk when the song is on. You'll never hear me. Right, right. So if you're listening, you want to call back in, you got a few minutes before you play another song. If not, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's just the way it goes on Block Talk Radio. I can't, uh, yeah. I can't talk to you while the song is on. Well, that's in any radio station. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, I, you know, I guess they don't realize. I guess when oh, I connect they them. they wanted you to put them on hold or whatever, man. No, I put them on hold. I connected them, but I guess they don't realize. They hit a music plan. They probably think they did something wrong to hang up, you know? Oh, I see, I see. You know, I always tell the guests when they call in, when the song is playing, you know, just wait till it's over and, you know, I'll connect you. But other people that call in, they don't realize. I guess they hit a music. They probably think something, you know, didn't go through or it's oh, not right. It's wrong or something, yeah. Yeah. But we a little bit do? of a delay from what's on. Yeah, yeah, there's a yeah. couple of minute delay, too. Right. I, I know that. It's like a three or four minute time delay. Sometimes even longer than that. Yeah. But what are you going to do? we got about ten minutes left. I'm going to play one more song. I'm going to close out with Officials B song, Where Am I? Uh, I just want to remind everybody this Wednesday on the Metal Matinee at 12 o'clock. It's the year in metal. We're moving up to 1983. We already got four under my belt and one more to go. Yeah. Well, not one more to go. i got the whole decade left to go. But uh, yeah. huh. 1983. Oh, hang on. That guy's calling back again. Let me connect him one more time. All right. So we'll get him on over here and we'll... Uh, See what's happening. It takes forever to connect people now. It's so much slower. All right, call it nine one seven. You on the air? Yeah, my dear, it's Frankie. Ah, oh, Poppy, which guy should have known it was you? You keep calling and calling. My work phone's ringing. This phone's ringing. Yeah, I was getting a lot of interference on the uh, with the music playing. I couldn't get. I couldn't hear anything clear. Yeah, you got to shut the radio off when you're listening. Well, I figured that out. Uh, Paul Deano is booked twenty seventh of January at BB King's. He, oh. he announced it last night in any trunk. Ah, you see that? There you go. Uh, Frank Poppy from ECSOs. Frank is uh, Frank took us up with the band we played last week, Tom. Eleventh hour, they oh, called okay. in. Right, yeah. Yeah. Frank's working hard with them to get them out and get them noticed. Very good, Frank. Thank you. All right, well, we'll no that, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Oh, we loved it, Frank. Thank you very much, buddy. All right, uh, they're working on another one. I should send that over to you in about two weeks. All right, you got it. All right. We'll get it on Mike. when it's ready. Don't worry about it. Thanks, Mike. All right, you got your 15 minutes of fame? Yes, I do. All right, buddy, thank you very much. I'll see you tomorrow Take night. Care. We'll give you Take 15 care. minutes next All month, right. too. <laughs> I'm get, I get 15 minutes every week, and before you know, by the end of the year, I'll have maybe an hour. That's right. <laughs> All right, that was my friend Frank Poppy. Frank's an inspector with, with ECS. Oh, cool. Good guy, yeah, good guy. All right, so let me see. We're running out of time. I was saying this Wednesday, uh, the Mel Matinee is the year of metal, 1983. Right. I think 1983 is probably the biggest year for metal. All the underground bands started to come up. They were rising out of the underground, getting signed to record labels, yeah. kill them all, uh, a lot of great records. I, I can't get them all on in a 45-minute theme show, but oh, you know, I'll sample a little bit of what was going on in 83 and give you a little history lesson, even though it's uh, old. <laughs> Nobody really cares anymore, but wow. that's part of the show. And uh, don't forget, next Sunday night, Sean Peck of Cage. Uh, Sean was supposed to call in in October. I guess he got a little confused and forgot. Uh, but Benjamin promised that he'll remind him to put his foot up his ass, and he's not going to forget this Sunday night. So we'll talk with Sean this week. If Sean don't call in, I'll call in as Sean. That's okay. it. So one way or the other, we're going to interview somebody <laughs> named Sean next week. <laughs> it doesn't matter who it is. <laughs> somebody named Sean is getting interviewed next week. It doesn't yeah. matter who it is. <laughs> I'll sing like Sean does. That's right. He is a great singer. I mean, oh, the guy's yeah. got a, got some set of chops on him. He's a, he can sing. Gosh, damn. 
So I'm looking forward to that because I did have a lot of stuff I wanted to talk to him about. And we'll get him on next week. And December, we got a pretty good month in December. Alan Tecchio of Hades and Nonfiction will be calling in. Okay, cool. Uh, who else do I got set up? Uh, Maury from the band Vane's Ice Stove out of Florida. Okay. Uh, doing Benjamin a favor, getting those guys on. But they're a really good band. And then uh, Tim McMurtry from Full Scale Riot. Uh, he's got his Trip Squad Productions. We'll have a couple of his bands on, uh, I believe, the 20th, I want to say, the next to the last Sunday of the month. Okay. Uh, Warhorse and Malicious Tendencies are going to be calling in. Uh-huh. And uh, we're going to close out the year with our year in review uh, the week before uh, the New Year. So okay. we're looking pretty good this year. Looks great. All right, so how about we close things out right now with another song by our guest tonight. How about a little Official's Beast with the yeah. song Where Am I?
officials, Beast, where am I? I want to thank Barry Nair for calling in tonight. Tate, thanks for hanging out. All right, I want bro. to thank everybody in the thanks chat room for hanging with me today. Have a great week, everybody. And I will see you Wednesday at 12 p.m. for the Metal Matinee, the Year in Metal 1983. Take care, buddy. I'll see you later. Yeah, enjoy your turkey. I will. I'll talk to you later. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs> All right, bye. Rock and roll. Rock and roll all night and party every day. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.